0: G'day, guys! Welcome back to beers and break evens, brought to you by bloke in a bar. Uh, Denon dropped his new beer last week, mid-strength. It is a cracking drop. Uh, we got stuck into it last week at the live show out there at Homebush before Origin One. A few of you were out there, came and said hello. It was good to see. A few people showing off their super coach teams to us and whatnot. It was a good little giggle. Welcome back, mate.
1: Mate, I could not believe the amount of women coming up to you <laughs> wanting photos. If <Fair laughs> mate. It was relentless.
0: I had a lot of aunties there. It was good. <laughs> um, now, mate, ranks, scores. We're doing all right, eh? We both went plus 1,300 last week. I got 1,375. Yourself, 1,332.
1: We're sitting all right. Mate, I, I feel like... In my battle to catch you like a heavyweight boxer coming in throwing every punch that i can but nothing's landing to catch you let's be fair bantamweight boxer maybe but cannot catch you for the, for the life of me well
0: mate the one week that you did catch me you're pissed off uh, on a little <laughs> yeah, holiday so cocktails feet up
1: no, yes no more holidays
0: absolutely loved it so at the moment uh, i'm ranked 42nd overall i jumped up about 40 spots so into the top 50. how are you traveling
1: 147th overall. So, yeah, getting there. Pretty well placed around 17. We'll have a good chat about that later and how we're attacking that because strategies have changed a little. But, yeah, not too far off the uh, the top spot and a little bit of work to do, but well enough placed.
0: I have flipped like a fucking fish when it comes to round 17. My strategy has changed just about every week. I think I'm sort of
1: going to ease off it a little bit now too. Yeah, I'm thinking a little bit similar. There just looks to be a, a lack of a lack of guns and even a lack of blokes that we was probably certain we going to be playing around 17 there's a few question marks around blokes so mm. uh, with the wrap round next weekend happy to sort of sit back and maybe have a little bit of a look this week so mate both
0: into the top 150 now we both got 15 trades left getting a little bit excited just quietly
1: yeah i know it's getting to that point isn't it where you sort of start thinking what if if this goes my way and that goes my way that uh, becomes a little bit of a reality mm. might be able to go take the top spot. We know how quickly Supercoach can change, but uh, while it can change for the worst, it can change for the good as well. So if a th- few things fall, who knows?
0: Now, speaking of changing for the good, Maddie has turned his phone on in the last two weeks. He's made <laughs> the occasional trade, which has been
1: nice. Uh, Maddie, how are we going? Yep, um, I've made my change, my trades in the last two weeks, so I'm, I'm back on track. So I'm floating around that 38,000 mark, which I have been for the last few weeks, but I was, Almost 50,000 a few weeks ago. So coming in hot. I got 1,150 this week. Yeah,
0: if you're not winning early, uh, sorry, if you are winning early, you're not winning late. So how you'll many, be there and
1: thereabouts. How many uh, trades, mate? Uh,
0: 24. <laughs> 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 you're such a shit bloke sometimes. It fucking shits me. Uh, apologies we missed last week too. We had a bit of a scheduling clash. We had the live show, obviously. So there was a million things going on. Uh, but we are back and ready to rip in today. Let's have a look at. The group and uh, the Beers and Break Evans group, which has been closed off now. We mentioned on the podcast last week. So uh, we have closed that off. We've got screenshots of the top uh, few thousand there. Uh, So that is closed off now. So the the people that were in it last week are the only people that will be able to win the $2,000 cash prize, including myself and Timmy. We're in the hunt just quietly. We're coming for you. So we've got to work out if we do win, what we're going to do there. Um, But as it stands right now, Alex the Bearded Clams. I uh, met one of your mates uh, at the live show the other day. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get in contact I think and ha- have a chat about how you're travelling. Second overall. I think he's been second for about three weeks on the trot now. Pretty good knock there from the Bearded Clams. Uh, we've got Daniela who's 11th overall. Doing very well. Just outside the top 10. Second in our group. Rob. He's 15th overall. Third in our group. Porch light, Sam. He's back. He's back. He's relevant once again. 27th overall. Fourth in our group. Um, Peter. Pistol Pete's. He's 33 overall, fifth in our group. And uh, yeah, ninth, no shoot for you. Must be a handy team,
1: mate. Enjoy your your moment in the sun, mate, because it won't last long. Mate,
0: fuck it has taken a lot of work to get into the top 10 of this (laughs) goddamn group. I cannot believe how difficult it has been.
1: 25 out of the top 100 in our group. That's a quarter of the top 100. How good? It's a good guy, mate. And you'll, uh, you'll find pretty quickly that if you do maintain this rank for a while sleepless nights, everything. I mean, you live and breathe footy and Supercoach. And that already, mate, if you're top 10 with a five, or six rounds to go, you won't know yourself. Looking forward to
0: it. Uh, shout out as well to Daniel, Dan's Dominators. He topped our group this week, 1,501. He actually topped the entire Supercoach. Uh, so a sneaky mm. G coming your way, Dan. Very well done. Mate, should we rip and tear into some team lists? Let's do it, mate. All right. Now, Thursday night, the Bunnies, they take on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Not a heap of news out of this one. Latrell still not there. One positive for South Sydney fans. Mamazellus, uh, he drops out of this side. Uh, so you'd have to assume that Cookie, he will go the full 80 there, which is a little win for Damien Cook. And his Dragons. Uh, not much doing there. I'm sort of I'm close to putting the red Sharpie through Dragons this year. Outside of those two centers, I don't think I can even look at any of them realistically.
1: That's it, they're such an uninspiring Supercoach side to go with this season, and they'd really need a pretty dramatic turning form. Despite that round 17 coverage, there's a lot of people looking at Sully, not keen on him. Lomax is one that, look, he had a bit of a stinker on the weekend, He's got the super coach pedigree, he's a gun. So potentially, but again, playing for a a bottom eight side and one that I can see dropping off worse, uh, not for me.
0: Yeah, not for me either. Uh, Friday night, we've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the North Queensland Cowboys for Manly. DCE returns. Joshy Schuster still on the bench. Uh, Disappointing for anyone that has him, but as someone that doesn't have him, fuck, I'm excited about getting him in a
1: month's time when he's playing 80 minutes on the edge. There's a few blokes, obviously Schuster included, that are going to be dirt cheap come sort of round 18, 19 when we're setting our teams for the run home. And um, shout-out to Andrew Davey for holding that spot <laughs> and keeping Schuster out because he doesn't even realise it, but he's doing wonders for a lot of supercoaches. Hey, fuck, he's playing good footy too, Davey. They love Davey, manly. Every, every time good. they can get him a start, he does. Then he gets injured, can cast, something goes wrong, and he drops out, but when he's fit and firing... Yeah. For
0: the Cowboys, uh, Kota, Nanai, they are back. Now, Lume Lu, he's available at center wing in Supercoach. He's been named in the back row, which when I saw Teamless yesterday, uh, it got harder than a fucking cat's head. <laughs> but Luciano Lelua, Lua, it was announced yesterday that he has been released by the Tigers. He will be up there soon. So, uh, Lume Lu sort of falls out of relevance there. But Luciano Lelua Lua, we'll talk about him a little bit later, but uh, you've got to keep your eyes on him, don't
1: you? Big time. Uh, and what a... What a signing for the Cowboys oh, mid-season As if they needed fucking help Yeah, yeah Oh, they need another I know Lukey got injured But yeah, we've just signed One of the best backgrows in the NRL So, Supercoach-wise We know how solid he is It's a shame for us That the Cowboys have played Their, their bye around match They mm. won't be available for 17 But for the run home I can see him coming in And basically playing that Lukey role 50 minutes off the bench uh, But, look If he gets the minutes there It could be anything
0: Mate, as we're both uh, Tamalolo owners, I'm very happy Tamalolo owners, are you worried about Cotter coming back in?
1: Not really, because because Tamalolo isn't impacted by origin in the rep period. Mm. Uh, he looks fit. He's playing some phenomenal football. I think Cotters and Nanai, to a less degree, will be managed through this origin period. They won't, because the Cowboys are doing so well, Tom Payton won't feel the need to play them big minutes. Uh, I think that'll be <clears throat> for Tamalolo and a few others, so... Yes, his minutes will drop a little bit, but not concerned.
0: Uh, the Storm take on the Broncos on Friday night for the Melbourne Storm. The big news, Jersey 21, Ryan Pappenhausen returns. We will talk about him a little bit later. Uh, Anderson, he holds on to his spot. But if Pappy comes back in, you would have to assume that one of these wingers loses their spot. What are your thoughts on Anderson?
1: Yeah, look, he, he looks a very much potential buyer, but I've seen a lot jumping on this week. It, it just seems very premature to me. Yeah, he was good last week, but... There's every chance Pappy comes in, Manny goes to the wing, Anderson drops out of that side, um, and then he becomes, like, if I'm making trades at the moment, I want them tailored towards out-and-out guns or round 17 coverage. Mm -hmm. So if you get Anderson in, yeah, he'll free up some cash, but if he doesn't play round 17, it just (laughs) seems like a wasted trade for me. So uh, with a few dominoes to fall and whether Jeremiah gets dropped or Anderson, let's just wait and see. He's only played the one game, Anderson, so even – just wait till next week.
0: I think a lot of people are very excited that he will play round 17. But, I mean, if Pappy's back, I don't think he does realistically.
1: I don't think he does either. And the other one is your boy, Will Warbrick, who Mm. I'm just waiting for him to get a run. Every time Mm. he's had a chance to get a run, he's had an injury issue. Bellamy came out and said last week that he wasn't considered due to injury. I don't think it's anything major. So just another one looming there that I'm like, all right, hold fire. Wait for it.
0: Yeah, we mentioned last week too, Jack Howarth. uh, He's obviously gone back to Queensland Cup. He is playing centre down there. He was playing back row earlier in the season. So, a lot of moving pieces there Mm -hmm. for Anderson. Yeah, I think he could do worse as as enough, but... Geez, I'm far from convinced he's going to play in 17. For the Broncos, Haas, Tony Stagg, Capewell, they're all back in. You've obviously got Herbie Farmworth. He's going to miss the rest of the season, essentially. Uh, Branko Lee comes into the centre spot there. We've got a question about him later, so we'll talk about him soon. <clears throat> Saturday, the Sharks take on the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, Finucan, he's been named in the extended bench outside of that. Cronulla, uh, 1-17. Uh, Finucane doesn't really impact us all that much. I was worried about McInnes. But I I think they've played a few times together now and it's shown that McInnes (laughs) is pretty safe, isn't it?
1: He's very safe, yeah. But, I would mean, as a prospective buyer, I feel a lot better with Mm. obviously Fanuka not in that team. So, look, 580k, Keir McInnes, break-even 43. He'll be rock solid for us, but I am happy to wait and see what sort of impact Fanukin does have on his minutes. Um, And another one I'll be looking at maybe for 16-17 if he continues to punch out good scores, which he should, but uh, I'm happy not to jump on early. Yeah. Uh, Brimson, he returns. He was out with COVID last week, so he returns to the Gold Coast Titans.
0: Uh, Less said the better about the GC. Yeah, move on. Move on. Warriors taking on the Panthers. Uh, My boy Ronald Volkman makes his (laughs) debut in the 5-8 jersey. Great to see uh, in Supercoach. He's available at halfback. Um, It'll be interesting... If he plays this week and if he plays the next three weeks at five eight, he, m- at, he might actually be able to grab 5'8". eight jewel. Come,
1: you don't uh, fucking fuck, I
0: know. They don't let into the top forty three <laughs> for no reason. Let me tell you, wouldn't have had that come round three. No, uh, Volkman <laughs> though very talented player. Obviously, will take on the Penrith Panthers this week, so a pretty tough gig uh, for your very first game. Uh, it's get, it's interesting time to bring him in because they play the Panthers and then we have rep rounds. Ooh. They have a buy coming up, so. He's only really going to play two games over the next month. Not that that impacts us supercoach-wise uh, all that much. You uh, and Aiken, he's also out. I've got him in my side. I'm. He's about to lose a bit of money, Aiken. So uh, I'm actually kind of happy he's not named this mm. week. Then I can just hold for a week, see what I can do. And Joshy Curran in the 13. We mentioned Josh Shustil will be a little bit cheaper in a couple of weeks. Curran, I would have liked to have seen him come off the pine for an extra week, but I'm not sure if he plays 80 minutes here still.
1: Yeah, he's a massive watch for the run home, isn't he? Because we know what he's capable of, Supercoach-wise. Averaged, I think, 70-odd on the, on the run home last season when he was getting those bigger minutes. So once he's back and healthy, he's a guy that I had a, a real pod for the last mm. like, six or seven rounds. All
0: right, Penrith Thale, 1-17. Uh, no changes there. Yeah. Parramatta Eels versus the Roosters. Uh, Momorowski out, Billy Smith in. If you're someone that has still held Billy Smith, you'd be happy, but... <sighs> I've been a huge Billy Smith fan for the last couple of years. He's been less than impressive this year, realistically.
1: He has in limited enough opportunity. Mm. He's had his chances, particularly early on in the season, in a Rooster side that were struggling particularly badly. That being said, he's still playing one of the better teams in the NRL. So uh, I'm waiting for a breakout game for him on what we've seen in the past. But yeah, he needs to fire, doesn't he?
0: Now, mate, a question for you just looking at this Roosters uh, bench. Watson, Hutcho, Egan Butcher, <laughs> Fletcher Baker. Does this spell a bit of trouble for one of their back rowers considering that Sam Verrills is already starting? Are you worried about a Butcher, a Satilli? I assume Angus is safe, but it's a bit of a weird bench to run into this Parramatta side who uh, are... It's like five fridges in their forward pack.
1: Yeah, look, mate, uh, think of it off as wise man refers to it as the dome. Straight off the top of the dome. The bench makeup doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mm. don't see why they need Watson and Hutchinson. So I can see potentially a change there for another. I don't know whether they'd go like a backline utility or another forward on the bench. Probably another forward. But as that stands, yeah, it's, it's an odd bench makeup, isn't it? Because, it's very strange. Because with Watson there to deputise for Verrills, they don't need Hacho because Watson can also play in the halves. Um, we'll see how the, the bench comes, lines up on game day. But yeah, as the, far as the back row goes, someone probably gets spelled. Let's hope it's Satilli. Well, Sotillions won't think that, but I think most will be moving him on anyway. Lotto and Angus cried, so he'll be the big watch.
0: Yeah, it's a weird bench regardless, but against Parramatta, bold play. Yeah. Parramatta, they remain 1 to 7 after getting slapped last week. What the fuck was doing there? That was insane, wasn't it?
1: Supercoach wise, so firstly, absolutely stuffed my uh, perfect round. I joked it, <laughs> put the double points on and everything, and I thought I was locked in. Supercoach wise, though, as a bloke who only owned Isaiah Papaletti, there were players such as Mike Acevo, Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown who I just thought I was terrified thinking they could all turn up in it and to watch the doggies come out and belt them it was just like it was a Great SuperCoach Sunday.
0: We had, we we did the uh, the commentating on the hijack app, and we, we had a hundred bucks on the same game mostly. It was returning about seven k, and it was it was very <laughs> Parramatta heavy. Uh, and I think if we missed one leg, we we got our money back, and we were two from four legs. The last two legs were a Sean Lane trying to Mitch Moses, so Mitch Moses crossed, and we went, "Oh sweet, we'll get our money back." Yeah. Then the ball got knocked out of his fucking hands. <laughs> Could not believe it. I was absolutely shattered. Devastating stuff. Sunday, the Raiders take on the Newcastle Knights. Your boys in Lime Green. Uh, I'm expecting a big bounce back from the Canberra mm-hmm. Raiders here. I thought they were pretty good last week. I think they can really put a score on the Knights here. Rapana returns on the wing. No other changes to your boys?
1: No, nothing major in that one at all. Um, so obviously Josh Papaliti starts for them after coming off the bench last week, which doesn't impact too much. Possibly the minutes of Jay Taffney, but with his form, I don't think Ricky will be in a position to play in less mm. minutes. They have a stack of depth in the forward pack, a big forward bench, but, you know, they need to win games, and Taps after playing mid-40 minutes earlier in the season. He's now up to sort of mid-50 to 60 minutes, and surely it stays that way.
0: For the Newcastle Knights, Kurt Mann, he returns in the 13 jersey. Good to see <clears throat> And Fitzy for the first time in his fucking career, oh. seemingly he's been dropped. I can't believe
1: it. I know. I, I didn't think it could happen,
0: but uh, here we are. He just—he always just seems to hang on, doesn't he? Yeah, bizarre. He'd be filthy. I reckon. <laughs> uh, the Bulldogs taking on the Tigers—the last game of round fifteen. Uh, we've got TPJ. He's named in the thirteen jersey. Maxi King moves into the front row. If you're still a Max King owner, which I am, fuck, mm. like you're stoked with how that's played out over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm an owner as well, and I haven't been playing him, but happy to see that cash flow in three round average of sixty-three points. Break-even twenty-two up to four thirty k. So. That is some serious extra money coming into our bank accounts. Uh, the cap now looking pretty good. And one that, you know, I have every intention of moving on before round 17 just because I'm happy with the depth of my squad and I'm trying to replace probably borderline keepers with genuine keepers um, or maybe the occasional enough down the track. King, I just can't see himself playing him too often this season. But you could do as long as he keeps getting these minutes of, what is he, 56 the last three games. Mm. You know, you could do a lot worse than hold on to him.
0: Was HIA affected last week? I believe it was uh, Patolo. Uh, they got a HIA. But, mate, still, it, 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 these are the sort of performances that he can do. And let's be honest here, it's not that odd to get a HIA oh. in a game nowadays. So uh, I can see myself doing a Max King to a Schuster or a Curran in a couple of weeks. to be very nice. It's been bizarre, mate. I remember looking at my front row forward all season just going, this is shocking. All of a sudden... Tapané, T- Tamalolo, mm. Papali. It's
1: looking pretty sweet now. It is all of a sudden, and and so I've got Papali and uh, Tamalolo there as well. Maxi King, <clears throat> he's my first reserve. So, you know, to get rid of him, I'd need another decent option to replace the top, the starting boys. Should they go down?
0: Mm. It's worked out very well. Stoked with it for the Tigers. Uh, Luciano Lua, he <laughs> leaves as we said to Alagi. He comes in in the back row. Adam Dewey on the bench.
1: Um, <sighs> It's all like he's got trap written on his forehead to me. What do you reckon? Oh, for sure, mate. Like, not going near it. Um, I sold a long time ago. Plenty did. Um, yeah, people will be thinking, oh, maybe he locks down that 80-minute roll again, round 17 coverage. But I know it's a little bit harsh on him because he's only in, I think, his second year of the NRL. But something always goes wrong. Um, players like Jazz Tavanga, David yep. Panga Jr., a blokes in this category where no matter how good they're looking no matter how good their super coach credentials looking something always goes wrong and that's been to along this entire year yeah
0: i'll happily leave him adam dewey though he's another guy that in a few weeks time he could be very interesting it sort of depends on where he plays obviously you'd rather him at five eight but i think that's looking reasonably unlikely i think he'll probably be at right center which still if you're going to be in the tiger side you want to be on that right edge
1: yeah him and to a lesser degree david are the only people i'd slightly consider at the tigers and i would not be doing it until around 17 either dewey obviously coming back from that acl injury look traditionally like 99 out of 100 players come back from acls and it takes a lot of time for him to come good so he'd need to put on some serious performances to be considered but supercoach pedigree alone and what he did last year if he does come back firing be an option
0: yeah he could be anything especially towards the back end without having a look at their draw just getting it up now is it all right they got sharks roosters yeah it's not ideal all right we'll keep an eye on dewey but let's move to some hot topics mate (coughs) the first one ryan pappenhausen he's been named jersey 21 this week very very exciting um i didn't get a chance to listen to the super coach playbook last night so i haven't really heard your thoughts on pappy as it stands i've got the money to bring him in this week I look at the 140 break even. I think he will lose a little bit of coin this week. I don't know if he gets the goal kicking straight away, coming back with a hamstring injury. I'm low-key sort of hoping he doesn't get the goal kicking week one. Lose a little bit of cash. Uh, We could probably get him around, you know, 900k next week, maybe the week after. That's sort of my avenue. I'm going to sit on my hands this week and watch him. What's your play with Pappy?
1: He's such an interesting prospect this week because... I love going early on out-and-out out guns um, when they're back for whatever reason. If it's a minor injury. The nature of injury has a big factor to play in it. But Pappy, there's just a few issues. And you've mentioned most of them. Like There's every chance he plays off the bench. Bellamy loves to bring blokes back off the bench from injury. So he could play twenty twenty five minutes. Mm. We saw it last season, albeit a little different with his concussions, but was really eased back off the bench in limited time. So, which would just be absolute <laughs> gold for non-owners because you'd be amazed at how many people held Pappenhausen. Um, I was on a podcast last night with a couple of, couple of the fellas and they, they both had him. And it blew my mind. I was like, I knew there was people out there, but two out of three on one podcast. So... They're sitting there licking their lips if he starts this week and go, how good. But for non-owners, yeah, if he plays off the bench the next couple of weeks, not potentially not goal-kicking, he could drop a heap of cash and just be prime real estate for round 17. The issue for me, and everyone is in a very different boat, is that I don't really have a, a cut-and-dry way of getting him in. So with my jewels, I've got... A lot of flexibility. So I've got Nico and Teddy at fullback. Cody and Munster at 5'8". Cleary and Ezra Mam at the halves. None of them players I want to trade out, but one of them will have to go for Pappy if I want him in. So the obvious one there is Ezra Mam when he peaks to a a fallen Pappy, but Mam will be also playing round 17. So I'm basically banking on one of those six players, something to happen that would make them a sell between now and say round 17, you know injury, HAA something like that. Um, otherwise, come round 17, I'm going to have a few big decisions to make. I won't be getting Pappy in before then, barring injury. And one that was floated to me on the podcast last night was, which I'd never considered, but Nico Hines. Uh, and the reason behind that is that he'll be more than likely unavailable for round 17, whether he's off the bench for the Blues, whether he's 18th man, Um uh, He's actually on 61 51, 82 50 the last four weeks, so nothing substantial there. Since his big flurry early on in the season hasn't been unreal. Now, he's a season long keeper, but comes out of, won't play round 17 more than likely, then plays the Cowboys, Panthers, and then the Rabbitohs. So if you do need to find a way to Papenhausen in via one of those blokes, uh, I don't mind Heinz as a sell. I'm not hoping I won't have to do it, but he could be my only option. Yeah, I don't know about trading him out. I'm, I mean, I,
0: I, I've looked at his run home too. He's got Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle. I'd be getting him back. I'd yeah, be you're going ha- to have to have the trades <coughs> to get be, him back.
1: it would be about a month-long play. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nervous through that period. But I'm happy enough in those games against the Cowboys and Panthers in particular... That he doesn't go berserk and could potentially drop in cash and all of a sudden become a, a decent enough option.
0: I think in our position where you got you know fifteen odd trades or Maddie who's got a thousand, uh, you can definitely afford to do some of that. But if uh, if you're under probably twelve trades, I don't know if you can afford to. Move Def- him out. Definitely not. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you need to have the trades to be able to do it, and it'll also uh, we're going to get to it shortly. But how we're approaching round seventeen. I had been planning for a while to go gung-ho at 17 and just get maximum players, but with the lack of, as we said, genuine keepers emerging there, might be able to save one or two in that period, which makes the Heinz trade more viable.
0: As you said, everyone's position is very different. I'm, I'm stoked with how mine's played out. I'm sort of thinking next week I'll go Nat Butcher to Pappy. I can get him in via Jules. Yeah, New guys around, so uh, definitely one less headache to deal with so there.
1: So in your side, it'd be drinky that'd go for him?
0: Well, no, I would get rid of Nat Butcher. Then I would move Siffer to the 2RF. Then I would move Ruben Garrick uh, yep, yep, up yep. here. And then I could get him in. So um, Nat Butcher, he's, he's the one that I'm probably looking to move on. Break even of 58. Beautiful. I've got enough cash to be able to do it. Uh, or I could go Ewan Aiken. But what about Ewan Aiken? I'm not sure if we got a question about him later. I, I, I like having him. He's a bit of a pod play. I mean, he, he came off in the... I think the 56th minute on the weekend, he scored 44. So he's in line for another 60. The uh, the thing that I like about Aitken now is that he's going to be on that left edge with with Volkman there. I just think maybe there could be a bit of upside there. If you had Aitken, would you be selling him or what, what are you thinking?
1: You like it, but, and I know you're a, a Volkman fanboy for good reason. On all the reports, mm. he's a, a bit of a star, but does he also get a lot less ball? And I know S J has been out of form, but, is going to demand a lot of ball in that side. So is, mm. is Aitken's edge going to get less?
0: Maybe, yeah.
1: <clears throat> I suppose the one thing is, because Aitken's not playing this week and won't drop cash, if he can afford to hold a week, we can watch that Warriors game, see how much yeah. ball Volkman gets, see how Volkman looks, uh, and then make a decision from there. If I, Would I be selling? <clears throat> it's a really tough one because he's hardly problematic, isn't he? And I go on about this pretty often, but dual positioning is just so vital in supercoach and you don't realize how important it is until you need it yeah and you sit there going jesus just if i had a, a dual front row second row here or a dual hooker second row forward uh, and i mentioned before with my options to get in uh, pappy i've got basically six options right now to trade to him uh, purely because i've got jewels in my side So eight can being dual CTW, second row forward, who can link with Tungos, Talakais and switch between there. When we go to the back end of the comp and we're running out of trades and there's injuries and whatnot, the flexibility to move them blokes around will be vital.
0: Yeah, for sure. And even when you have a look at my Papenhausen situation, Mm. that's what's made all the difference for me. Yeah, he's gonna be interesting watch over the next few weeks. By the way, whilst we're here, what about your boy, (coughs) Mulatalo? That's one of your best, just quietly. Thanks, mate. I appreciate not that. Part. That's yeah, up there with yeah. your Reese Walshers, your Scotty Drinkwater, some of the best on this show. <laughs> no, but I'm um, stoked you talked me into that one.
1: Yeah, he, he just looked good, didn't he? He The second try he scored that had no right to do it and just snuck over the line. And you're thinking initially, it went upstairs as a no try and you're not, no, can't be, can't be, not a chance in the world. With every little replay you watch, he's gone. Hang on, Maybe. <laughs> we're, we're on here. And as super coaches, that's about a 30 to 35 point swing when all things rated up. So looking really good at uh, the beauty of it as well. Now 634K games against the Titans and dogs, you know, getting a little bit harder to get in for, for non owners. And I, I still think he's a terrific buy.
0: Mate, thank God they had the uh, grass cut short We could have been in trouble
1: there more the time. Oh, it God. was that fucking close, yeah. bees, dick stuff. <laughs> The SC Playbook podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521 1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session.
0: Uh, before we get back to it as well, what about Kiraz and Cola? Both crossing for meaties, big scores, mm. both got negative break evens now. Um, I've held on to both of them. This could be a little saving grace coming
1: yeah, towards the back very end. well played. I, I had the decision to trade one of them to last week to Muli and I held Cola when he scored his, what it was, 70, 80 odd in Manly's game on the weekend. I thought, masterstroke, because it was a tough one between who to yeah. sell. And then Kiraz came out and nearly tunned after and went, oh, bastard but um great thing and, and they, they now become they're still sells before round 17 i know people are a little hyped on kiraz but it was one game for the dogs let's not get too too excited i think he had 20s or 30s in the two games prior to that yep. but they're going to bank some serious cash going into round 17 and they're prime candidates for that round 17 sell uh with about another Probably two to 250k minimum for those who held.
0: What's the bet that one of them scores two or three tries in the next two weeks and gives you a real headache for 17,
1: whether I'm you sell or not? Very much hope it
0: is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> very much so, yeah. All right. Now, we've mentioned a few a few times now. We got a little bit off track there. Round 17. Uh, it's not too far away. As I said at the start, my strategy as... Changed like the tide, it is ridiculous. I can't make up my mind at the moment. I think I'm going to go a little bit easier on it. I will use a boost, so I mean, that's going reasonably hard at it, I guess. But I'm not going to aim to have 15, 6, I'm going to try and have 11, 12, 13 players. How are you looking for it?
1: Yeah, my my strategy's also been revised. And while I was looking used to using close to max trades between 14 and 17 to set myself up really well for that round. I've now Taken a bit of a back seat And gone Okay There's not a lot of people I love this week Just quietly How's your salary cap Looking right now What do you mean Half a million dollars in it Yeah Yeah (laughs) I've actually got a few less players Than I
0: thought For round (coughs) 17 as well I think I'll probably have 10 or 11
1: So initially I was looking at Sort of 15, 16 And I still may opt To go that way But I just don't like a lot of buys this week. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at the most traded in not in my team right now. Grant Anson, I don't want him. Joe Tappany, I'd like him, but I'm also happy to forego him for the fact that he doesn't play around 17. I'm happy with Tam Lolo and Papali in my front row. Brian Toto, he's a bloke, we'll get to shortly, but I'm keen on, but also doesn't play around 17. <clears throat> Maybe Alex Johnston, but you know he's 660k, so hard to get in. And then Ryan Pappenhausen. <clears throat> And he's, we've had our thoughts on him. So with the rep round next weekend, <clears throat> injuries that can occur between now and round 17, origin selections, all sorts of different things, particularly if the Blues were to go down 2-0, Freddie Mike could do anything to that team selection-wise. So that'll change a lot. So I've got, I'm happy to sit on, sit on my hands a little bit this week. I'll probably use one trade. Um, and I said potentially two, but I've still got to work a few things out. Sit on my hands a little bit this week Get through this round Get through the rep weekend Reassess for round 16 <clears throat> And then with two boosts left Go hard Should the buys emerge for round 16 and 17 um, If they don't emerge Well maybe my numbers for round 17 Will be about 13 players And that might be okay Because I'll have more trades for the run home To go mm. really hard
0: I think that round 17 is going to Really separate boys from men here It's It's going to be huge isn't it
1: yeah, and the other thing I look at which makes me think, oh, maybe I can go hard at it and burn these trades now is, like for my current side, I've got not playing in my 17 this week, Api out, <coughs> Brandon Smith, Ezra Mam to a less degree, Katoni Staggs. So the depth is there where I'm like, <coughs> I'm also looking at who I want to bring back post-round 17, and there's Harry Grant. Um, I want to get, obviously, Papenhausen probably before then, Outside of them, there's not a lot of players. Like maybe Ryan Madison, uh, pending his minutes, he'll probably need to come in at some point. But elsewhere, I think I'm going to get out of that period and be looking all right. Maybe Nico Hines if I trade him, but hopefully that doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah, interesting one.
0: Mate, if the Dominoes fall your way on Katoni Staggs and he's playing round 17, that'd be a huge get. Katoni Staggs, one of your favourites?
1: Yeah, bit of a rollercoaster with that bloke. But I just... <laughs> I had the option to sell him last week, and, and the option's still there to move him on this week, someone like Brian To'o. But with Latrell, I don't see why the sentence for game there wouldn't be Latrell and Jackie Wyden. I mean, I, I know a few little things can change, but it seems pretty realistic. In which case, Staggs won't be playing or in that. He might be in the extended squad, but he should be available for the Broncos in round 17. That's a gun that I've already got in my team playing there, so I was more than happy to hold... I won't, yes, yeah, so I don't want to play him this week. I think Brisbane might have a tough game next week as well. Happy not to play him. There's enough depth in my CT dub that I don't need to play him. Um, but, gee, it'd be a handy number for that week.
0: If you're looking at uh, State of Origin from a strictly supercoach point of view with Katoni Staggs, are you hoping the blue, are you hoping he, like, if Katoni Stags does play game two, are you hoping they win or they lose? That's <laughs> <laughs> tough because, you so know, okay, if they, they win, or was, like, is Freddie going to change
1: that team? If they, if they lose and Staggs has even an okay game, there's so many centre options there mm. that he'll change it, yeah. Okay. Particularly with Luttrell coming back there.
0: If they win and Staggs is in it though, does Freddie change that team heading up to Suncorp?
1: Unless Stags has a blinder, uh. I think he does because Luttrell. And you're not... Like, Jack White was our best player in game one. So they've got to be your centres, don't they? Yeah, it'll be interesting. But, like, if Katoni kills it in game two and they win, no, they'll find probably maybe a different role for maybe Jackie White because he's so flexible. But, yeah, as I said, Latrell and Jack.
0: There's a number of ways that it could go down. It's yeah, going to be interesting to is. see how it plays out. Uh, mate, is there anything
1: else on round 17 you want to touch on? Um not sort of too much on that one no i just as i said I, I do think it's a good week to sit back and and see how things play out over the next two weeks reassess um because i don't think there's a lot of great trade options emerging not only for 17 but this week specifically uh, i know most of us are burning through trades at a pretty rapid rate so the beauty of the boost is that in the other years you would go oh, i've only got they've also added the extra trade four rounds obviously 13 and 17 so other years, you do only have two trades for those weeks. Or you might have had the, the super trade week last season after round 15. I think they used to do it. But we can now go boost, boost, and get these extra trades up. So we don't need to panic and burn through them.
0: I love how, you, how you're assuming so many people have got boosts left. <laughs> I reckon so, we are in rare,
1: rare territory here. Uh, mate, should we get in some questions from followers? We will. I'll just one more on that, on the boost. If you do have one left, I think round 17 is the time to use it. There's no way I'd be going before that. Just because all those things I keep mentioning about taking the risk out of injuries, origin selections... Round 17, we know if players are going to be in that round and fit and firing. So I'll be looking to use four trades in that week, uh, which means I can go softer in the next couple of rounds.
0: I think you're crazy to use it earlier, especially when a lot of these round 17 guys aren't out now. keepers. Yep. And they're, then, they're round 17 yeah, guys. The other
1: thing is if we do go softer on trades between now and 17 with an eye to the back end of the season, that boost could also be invaluable around 18 uh, mm. when we're trying to get guns back into our team. So I don't mind it for then either.
0: Uh, are you confident you'll use both of your boosts?
1: I used one last week yeah. um, because it allowed me, I think, to get Mully Tarlow in and a few um, lesser players out of my team. So it made sense because I had three left. Prior to that, which was a, an end-of-week decision, I didn't think I'd use all three. Yeah. Now I'm thinking that, yeah, I'll, I'll probably get through two. Particularly if I do save a trade this week, it'll, I'll feel pretty good about how many I've got left trades-wise. So I reckon I'll use them now
0: so that'll leave if you use those what that, that'll that be seven trades that you use altogether together over the next uh, in those two weeks So what that'll leave you with like eight or something for the run home eight or
1: uh, seven or eight seven yeah so I'd use seven yeah seven which would leave me if I, so I was do one this week and then seven between 16 and 17 eight that'll leave me seven trades from round 18 onwards you happy with that I'm happy with that because I've got the depth in my squad which yeah. you know I go on about it and how I plan for all this if I had nuffs in my team or borderline players who whose job's good he was an issue I wouldn't yep. because it can change so dramatically. But the way I've set it up, uh, I'm happy with seven trades from round 18 onwards.
0: All right. First question comes from at Alexander underscore Bruce. He says Tongo to To'o before his price blows out. Now, To'o is one that I know you're very keen on. I'm keen to have this conversation. I'm not as high on him. I'll let uh, I'll let you take the mic first. Tell us about To'o.
1: Well, just firstly on Tongo. I, I think he's a hold. Like, I really do. And and there was a, a point earlier on in the season where I thought maybe not, but he only has three scores under 50 this entire season. They were a 34, a 31 and a 46, so hardly horrible. He has a five-round average of 69 points. He's playing on the best edge in the NRL. He plays the Warriors this week and could go nuts. Penrith have a decent enough... It's a It's a mixed draw after round 17s but by that point we're gonna have so much depth in our squads that you won't necessarily have to play him every week for games against say Melbourne and the Cowboys or whatever but I I just think he's a hold and also that dual CT dub second row which we spoke about before so I think he's a hold Brian Totto I think he's absolutely a buy and and I'm really tempted on him this week 564k break even of eight plays the Warriors I I'm pretty confident he tons up this week Unless uh, it's one of them games where just everything goes down the left because they're having so much success, which can happen in games, particularly against the Warriors. Mm. Um, we saw their right edge get dominated last week. But Toto not ideal on the right, but 116 last week, 71 the week before that. He had 44 in base last week, 36 in base the week before that. His first game back from that lengthy injury, he had 51 in base against Parramatta, which is just mental. Last year, he averaged 84 points. I... I don't see, it. like, I'm really tempted, that despite the fact he doesn't play around 17, to go early on him. I know you're not as keen and I have no idea why.
0: Yeah, ju- just on Isaac Tungo too, I- I've got him in my draft side and have been very keen on him, as you all fucking know. I-, I cannot see a world where I trade this guy out.
1: What does it achieve? Like, how do you bet your he to- scored one yeah. try
0: in the last month on the best edge in rugby league and he's averaged 62. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what am I fucking Old. missing? Yeah, I mean, and also from having him in draft or watching very closely, he's been he's had about nine tries taken off him this year yeah. that have gone upstairs and been taken off him. So I just that seems crazy to me. When I get to Brian Toto, uh my worry is that he's playing on that right edge now. I fucking hate relying on Stephen Crichton to shift the ball that way. I understand the base stats, they're they're very impressive. Uh obviously that, that fifty one against Parramatta, but I look at his other games this year, I mean He's gone sub 50. What is it? Three out of his seven games. One of them was injury affected, mm. granted. But he's got a 48 in round one where he played 80. He's got a 45 in round 10 where he played 80. A 29 in round 11 where he played 80. I just, I don't know. I I, I don't think he's a bad
1: pick by any means. But
0: I, I don't know. I, I'm just not convinced on him. I, I'm surprised you're, you're so convinced on him, to be honest yeah, with you.
1: Yeah, I am. Um, And I get the Crichton factor. But the other thing, I was watching that Penrith game against Newcastle on the weekend. Yes, Crichton is a, a bit of a notorious ball hog, but that fend and flick out the back to his winger, he's developing so good. I think Toe got a double off it on the weekend and, and Crichton's getting so confident in his game that I can see that becoming a staple of his game where he starts to do that a little bit more and that becomes his, his pet play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look, I think next podcast, we're going to be sitting here and you're going to be on, Timmy you're right, mate. Toto's a must-have, and I'm scrambling. Please. I'm scrambling, and he's 650K, and I don't know how I can get him in. I also just think the
0: left side is just so strong. All their footy goes down that left edge. I get edge that, yeah. Like I, yeah. Look, I, I don't think he's a bad pick, but I'm not as keen on getting him in are this way. Like,
1: do you see him as uh, Where does he sit in your priorities post-Origin then? Uh, I, I want to
0: see I, – I probably want to watch Penrith a little bit closely and, and how they're going over the next few weeks. He, he'd be there and thereabouts, but, okay, if, if you were me, I don't have Campbell Graham. Mm. Would you target Toto or Campbell Graham?
1: I'd be happy to go Campbell Graham as a – yeah, leading into round 17. I think that's yep. fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. If, they, if he wasn't playing round 17 it was just even Stephen, would you rather Graham or Toto? Toto. Yeah? Yep.
1: Okay. And another note on that, head-to-head players – I would definitely be getting in O this week. Overall players, you know, they're a bit more round 17 focused and backing up from origin, those sorts of things. But if I was head to head, he'd be straight in.
0: All right, you give me something to think about. <laughs> yeah, you know, mate, you, you, you delivered on uh, Mulatalo last week. So uh, I might marinate on it for a couple of days and uh, <laughs> see how I go. Uh, our next question, that was a cracker. I th- think we're heavily focused on the, and that actually was our next question mm. from uh, F Woodcock. Thank you, mate. To- oh, well, Graham, I didn't even see it. I just asked that question myself. So great minds think alike. Our next one comes from at Nice Barry One. What to do with Tongo and May? We've sort of spoken about Tongo. We both think he's a keeper. And personally, if I've got the opportunity to have the left centre and the left winger in the best team in the competition, on the best edge in rugby league, need I say more, I'm going to hold both of them. Where do you sit?
1: Yeah, I mean, I spoke highly of holding Tungo before. May, I think he's twice the hold that Tungo is. And he's averaging 69 for the season. The tries, they're just not going to stop coming. Uh, Again, this weekend... Look, you'd be very, very brave to go against Cleary as captain this week, but Talion May, he will turn up this week and could score two or three tries. His base of 29 for a rookie winger is also very solid. Um, We know how big the yardage is for the back three in that Penrith outfit, so hold.
0: Is there anyone in this Panther side you don't know fucking turning up this week?
1: You hand them out left, right and centre. Oh, I think that's three you've given tons to this week. I think Ivan Cleary's battling a little bit at the moment, so he might not, but he could. He, he could come off the bench and turn up. Nothing that <laughs> not surprise me. All
0: right, now I guess off the back of that, another thing that sort of worries me with Toto is I'm not sure if I want to have two wingers from the
1: same side for the run home. Does that worry you at all? Not a bit. No. People uh, people get concerned about having uh, you know sort of too many mouths to feed from the one team, but. There are so many examples over the years of this just being so relevant, nearly always when it's the better sides in the competition. So when you've got too many backline players from one side, if it's Penrith, they're going to put 30 and 40 points on most mm-hmm. weeks, and there's a lot of points to go around, so it's fine. Um, when it comes to forwards, I remember, it might have even been last year or the year before, despite Brisbane being ordinary, there was a lot of good Broncos forward picks between, there was like Payne Haas, a cheapy sort of Jordan Ricky, and a couple of others there might have been a Pat Carrigan and because they're in the forward pack you knew they were going to get through their work and they, mm. they could all score well in at the same time um where it becomes an issue is if you've got you know say three or four backline players from a middling team like say a South Sydney or a Canola where yeah they're good but it can also go wrong pretty quickly for them on their day and you're less convinced about that's where I worry but For a team like Penrith, I'd put Melbourne in the same category. Melbourne who whose spine last year off the top of my head all averaged over seventy points per game and that was with Harry Grant coming off the bench. It can happen and it's not something I'll worry about, no. (sighs) Fuck (laughs) All right, gonna have to think about it. (laughs) yeah
0: okay let's move off to the next one ben underscore white 044 should we be moving nat butcher and gus for playing for people playing in round 17 uh nat butcher he's a definite for me i will be moving him on as i said i'm going to hopefully move him to Pappenhausen next week angus i see him as a hold where do you sit on those
1: guys butcher i sold last week Mm. um after playing 39 minutes against the Raiders, I didn't expect him to come out and play 80 again against the Storm yep. in a losing side. But I do think he's a hold, particularly when Victor Radley returns, he just basically goes to the bench and minutes will be an issue. Angus Crichton, as long as he's starting, he's a hold for me. He's an elite Supercoach player. Uh, what do we got? Three-round average of 74, five-round 67. When he gets those 80 minutes, he's really, he's upped his base a fair bit um, after a sort of slower start to the year. Uh, doesn't have a try to his name, a couple of assists, but we know he's so capable of attacking stats. But for him not to have a try this year, that's crazy even for a big bodied back rower. Uh, barring getting benched, which could happen to Crichton. We've already seen it this year. Mm. He'll be in my team to the end of the season. I like it.
0: Next one comes from at J spit Two, Branko Lee, a good classic play. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a fan of Branko Lee. Good fellow, we've had him on the podcast, good guy. Um, he's won the left center spot as it stands right now for me Branko historically he's been a pretty decent super coach player he'll normally get 50 odd there uh he's not a left center for me he's a right center he's a he's a right hand carry left hand fend doesn't work for me and more importantly i think testing you probably comes back in at left center um are you on the same sort of avenue
1: very much so and branco's another one in this category of Jazz Tavanga type players where every time they look a good buy, he finds a way for it to go wrong. The cock teasers. Yeah, Yeah. the cock teasers. So, Brenko, even if he came out like 80 this week against Melbourne, I'd be sitting there going red flags, red flags, red flags. Um, But, look, with a break even of 45, definitely not this week. Also, this, obviously, with
0: Herbie out, I think it makes Corey Oates a little bit more interesting. I haven't looked at his Mm. price or anything, Uh, but I will also say this. If Tessie New does come in at left centre, Tessie New's got glue on his hands. He will not pass that football to save himself, so he might find himself in the same spot. What's Corey Oates coming in at?
1: Corey Oates is 5.54K, so he'll sting you. Uh, Break him 104, but averaging 56 for the season. And you're right, because Tessie's a bit of a glue hand, uh, as is Herbie. But Brenko who... I know, as you said, he's, he's far more suited to the right with his offload, but loves an offload and will yeah. find a way regardless. Has a nice little tip-on on him. So if Brenko could hold his spot, Corey Age, cheeky little one.
0: He's worth keeping an eye on, I yeah. think. And, and, yeah.
1: and again, another one where just potential origin with another three, four weeks from now on origin three. So wait on it. But yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, next one comes from at Adam Hobbs. Hobbsy,
0: big fan of the podcast. Has been for a long time. Do we keep an eye on Leilua over the next few weeks? 420k. This is a definite yes from me. Mm. It could be anything
1: for Leilua over the next few weeks. Huge watch here. He's always been I'm 62 the last two seasons. So I do, as I mentioned earlier, just see him coming in and playing that, probably the 50-minute roll off the bench. Like, he'll basically be the exact same as uh, Highland Lukey. But if he does jag a bigger-minute roll in one of the best teams in the NRL, who are an attacking just juggernaut at the moment, the old cows, and defensive, they're doing it all. uh, Massive play. And particularly if there is an injury to either of the edge-back rowers, where, good watch for, obviously, no Cowboys 17, but probably for after that, for the run home.
0: I think with Lake Lua, too, he's obviously got a heap of upside, but he's never been in a team on the front foot definitely put him in this Cowboys side. If he manages to land an 80 minute spot, it could be anything. It it is disappointing though. And I think I I mentioned to you at origin the other night, um, Lou May obviously available at CTW jumped in the back row last week, probably more so for draft than classic, but he could have been a really fucking interesting guy if it wasn't for this.
1: Yeah. That is a bit of a bugger, but still worth a monitor.
0: Yeah. I think I'd rather keep an eye on lay I've got one more question, but I think I already sort of, um, asked it before from max. Eight can a season hold, uh, was sort of, Undecided on that. We'll see how we go the next few weeks yeah, with Bolson.
1: If your team's in a position where you don't need to sell him this week, if he gets you a gun like Molly Talley this week, then I'd just pull the trigger. But if you don't need to do it this week, hold on to him and yeah, see, see how it pans out for after the rep round.
0: All right, captain options this week. Uh, personally, I think if you pick anyone that doesn't rhyme with Shmathan Cleary, uh, <laughs> you're in a bit of curry. I think he's an absolute must. Panthers, 5.30, Warriors, they showed up for the first fifteen minutes as they tend to do last week, but surely this game's just going to be a step
1: too far. This will break the fucking heart, won't it? If the if one to six are getting tons for the Panthers, Cleary will get two hundred in this one. So uh, the one thing I will say about Cleary is <clears throat> he's playing a very, I suppose, a central uh, halfback role where he's getting his hands one off the rack, and he's just the first pass. He's a bit passive in, at the moment. Yeah, yeah, in these big long backline shifts. So, you know, not saying he's not as dominant. His, his impact is as significant on the game. But in terms of supercoach stats, when they're swinging out the back, you're seeing your Tungos and your Louise and uh, even to a lesser degree, Dylan Edwards get a lot of try assist. So, um, yeah, he's, look, he's a lock-in skipper this week. Uh, Vice-captain-wise, I'm lucky enough to have Nico Hines now at fullback. So I can VC Nico uh, into C. Cleary, which is good.
0: It's tough with Cleary because every time he does release the ball, he's always throwing it to such a talented player with so much upside mm. that they like. he does tend to lose a, a lot of TAs. Whether it's a tongue or kick ball playing or your mate Stephen Crichton with his flesh, <laughs> uh, it it can be costly. But the goal-kicking, insane. Oof. So good. Um, give, give me a score prediction for this game. I think one twenty-five.
1: Give me an NRL score prediction.
0: Uh, I, th- oh, fuck. Uh, respectfully to the Warriors, I think we could see forty lotto here. Could yeah. be more realistically. That's the thing with the Panthers. If they're up thirty nil at mm-hmm. halftime, they'll win the second half thirty nil as yeah. well. They don't. They don't fucking slow up at all. So, yeah, isn't it crazy that we're, we're all saying Nathan Cleary ca- captain without a doubt? You got the Sharks playing the Titans, For and them. we're not even looking at Nico Hines
1: who has a 185 in him against with 11 blokes on his yeah. team. Mate, that Titans side, they look absolutely yeah. fucking
0: shot to me. I, Yeah, I, I feel like there's not going to be much between Cleary and Hines, uh, but they both could be in for monster scores. Mm. Pappy, if he gets
1: named at fullback, can you even consider it? I can't. And as I said, it's because more so of my team set up, but even if I did have an avenue to get him in, I'd be waiting at least one more week. Yeah.
0: I, I guess the tough thing's going to be, your vice captain this week because i think the vast majority of us won't be able to vc hines if we're going cleary um i will probably be going back to this scotty drink water well and hoping against manly you can put on a show but the other one is Ola Kawatu. He's been sensational so far this year. Come up against a pretty good defensive side in North Queensland Cowboys. I don't know if I can do it. I know you've got a couple of of the bunnies, boys. Thursday night versus the Dragons. It's appealing.
1: I've had, not because I've really wanted to a lot, but a lot of uh, Cody Walker VCs, just because that's the way my team's been set up and and the way the games have been on each week. He's just not looking that likely. So I'm pretty happy to put a line to him whenever possible. Uh, I think the other one is the Mad Dog, Cam Munster, up against Brisbane on Friday night. Uh, I know Brisbane are doing well, but it's another another ball game playing Melbourne down at Amy Park. So I think Munster or even Harry Grant are huge options. But, yeah, if if I wasn't going Nico, I'd be going Cam Munster.
0: Maddie, uh do your South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Dragons this week, do they put in a performance to be proud of or are we getting more of South Sydney?
1: Well... More of South Sydney is not knowing what team gets off the bus, to be honest. So to answer that question, I have no fucking idea.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've missed the Cody Walker train this year, and I've got to
1: tell you, I know, I know it was cheap when it happened. I'm not overly upset about it. Yeah, he's been waiting for 14 rounds for the bunnies to click and Cody to come good. And since I've got him in, he's been a solid buy. Yep. But uh, for those who didn't jump on, you haven't missed much.
0: Yeah, I had him in, in, in draft last year as my captain, and... Like, fuck, he came up with some good scores, but I think he averaged 80 in last season. He had about 45 fucking tries. Yeah. Like, there isn't much more that could have gone his way last season, realistically. Still an 80 average, which isn't bad, obviously, but <coughs> yeah. I,
1: well, he's I will back. say we've lost to the Dragons twice in about seven years. so. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, yeah, it's twice since 2013. Getting confident, mate. Load up. Load up on bunnies. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Campbell, Love it. Campbell Graham, 150. Well, that's the one that I I was sort of thinking,
0: Campbell Graham. I think he could be very appealing. I've made a bold decision, mate. I don't think I'm going to have Campbell Graham in my team anytime soon. Very bold. Um, I guess if I'm not getting Graham and I'm not getting tired, I've got to work out who the fuck I am going to get. So I might have to (laughs) fold on one of those, obviously. Uh, But, yeah, Campbell Graham, the draw over the next few weeks is good. Plays round 17, we hope, unless he gets picked for origin, which I probably think he's at long odds too. Uh, After that, it is a pretty tough draw for him. But, center wings with, with base starts. How are you feeling about Campbell Graham? Is he gonna be a hold to the very end for you?
1: He'll definitely be a hold to the very end. And I said, I've said i said about five times already this podcast, but uh, by the time, particularly come round 18, <clears throat> when we're exhausting our last few trades, our CT dub, my plan of attack is always to stack that as much as possible. So that the whole run home, I can just play them based on matchups. So if, if any of them have a tough game, let's say, I mean, Campbell Graham's very match-up proof mm. because his base is ridiculous. But say he plays a tough game, it's Melbourne or Penneth, just sit him and you bring in someone like Katoni Stags against the Titans. Uh, and that's, that's a, a great way to aim, I think, for your, your run home and your team set up. Yep, I like it. Anything else, mate?
0: I think we've covered it all. Done and dusted. Uh, is, is rep weekend next weekend? Yep. it is isn't it Yeah. so we'll uh we'll let you know if we'll have a beers and break evens episode if we do uh, we'll take a deep dive on round 17 uh, but we will let you know what's doing there might take a week to put the feet up uh, thank you for joining us once again guys make sure you go check out the Supercoach playbook SC playbook 1 on Instagram Facebook Twitter everywhere That's you it, can mate. find them yep. yep. come and check out the Rugby League Guru on Instagram podcast whatever check out Muddy on Instagram he does some pretty rogue shit on the weekends always good <laughs> giggle uh, and uh, make sure you get out this weekend buy yourself a case blow in a bar if you're driving home grab yourself a midi it is a cracking drop denon's got trackies and hoodies dropping next wednesday so not tonight next wednesday they will go very quickly so make sure you get your paws on those quickly we saw some of them out at the uh, live show they look the goods are
1: they're belters yeah
0: they are crackers so make sure you get your paws on those very very quickly next wednesday best of luck uh with your Supercoach classic this weekend make your captains go well and fingers crossed timmy can get into the top 100 next week (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you soon.